you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hoosh! What a pleasure to catch up with you again. Just to refresh your memory, we met up in uh, spring over at Athletes Performance in Carson, California to do a little bit of workout for Cars.com's NFL uh, fan ultimate road trip. Now, the... I remember you. Oh, man. all right. I didn't know if you remember. I don't know what is. Who do you think I am, man? <laughs> like, I'm a normal person. I remember you up there trying to work out and stuff, man. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi, hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave. Dave Damashek, what's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to episode number 86. Oh, no. Episode number 85, part two of the Dave Damashek Football Program. Available, as always, on iTunes and at nfl.com slash Sheck, S-H-E-K, or you can go the old school route, davedamashek.nfl.com. Lots of good stuff up there for you to peruse. We'll talk about that in just a second. Let me tell you what we've got coming up in just a matter of minutes here. We're going to be talking to T.J. Hushmanzada, longtime, very successful NFL wide receiver, and also... He happens to be a close friend of one Chad Johnson. So we'll hear what he knows about the situation, what Chad's doing this week after what went down in South Beach between him and Joe Philbin and uh, and you know what the what the future looks like and all that stuff and um, and uh, we also are going to get to the blacklist where we cover all the stuff going on in the NFL, all the topics that are that are hot. That's what they do. That's what the ladies on the View do. They do their hot topics. That's like what we do. We do our own hot topics, and uh, so we're going to get into that issues, including can the Cowboys make the playoffs and so on. Also, seated to my immediate right here, as always from NFL.com, NFL Network. You see him flapping his gums all the time right now, getting ready for the NFL season and for the fantasy football season. It's Adam Rank. What's the poop, fellow? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. Wait, wait. Sure. Hold on. Uh-huh. We haven't heard his theme song in a while. Should we? No. I don't know. We've no, got a lot I'm gonna, to do here. I'm going to take over the show on next week, and oh. I was going to, when the Dave Damashek music started, I was going to say, cut the music, and I was going to say, he's not here, and then I was going to say, hit my music. Well, that's and interesting, and by the way, that <laughs> uh, reminds me, yes, I will be in New York City along with uh, Messrs. Fabiano and Smith, Jason Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and also some Hall of Famers named Falk and Marcus Allen and so on. You yeah, and Marcus Allen are boys. We're now. very close. We're very <laughs> close, Adam. Um, we uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll be out there Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday next week at the Best Buy Theater in uh, Times Square. Free stuff, football panel, fantasy yapping, so on and so forth. Help with your team and the uh, opportunity to glad hand with uh, fantasy expert. Michael Fabiano, as mm-hmm. well as as well as me. So anyway, yes, rank. We will do a show. I'll try to call in, but we'll definitely have at least 
one episode for you next week. Be on the lookout for that. Yep. Try to shoehorn in two. Nah, we'll see. Time will tell. So, all right, we have a lot to get to, and there's a lot of stuff to review. Um, first of all, on my blog, again, um, NFL.com slash Sheck, there is a brand new NFL, the animated uh, segment that people seem to enjoy. Um, appreciate you taking a look at that. The good fellas over at Bindledog um, animated my nonsense, and it's about what if John Elway had signed with the Baltimore Colts in 83? How would the football landscape be different? Check that out. Also, it's it's my masterwork, I feel. This is, this is my, my life has led up to what is being unveiled today, Thursday, August something or other, 2012. The 16th, is it? I don't know. Listen, by the time you're listening to it, it's the weekend probably. Now, I've, I've sat down, and I've cobbled together 122 teams that comprise the four major sports in the U.S. of A. I've ranked them 122 all the way down to number one. And I encourage you, nay, I demand that you check this thing out. It's, a, it's good. Um, other people, they're phonies out there. As we speak, putting theirs together, people heard, oh, yeah, their editors had a great idea randomly. They've been talking about uniforms for 20 years. All of a sudden, they had a great idea a week after I announced on uh, Adam Carolla's podcast, the mo- a.k.a. the most listened to podcast in the world. Yeah, no, they, they didn't get the idea from there. Nope, just no, dawned on no, them one. No, just no. dawned on them. You know what <laughs> just, we should do. Just came up with Here's it. a great idea. Why don't we rank them? You know, it's <laughs> such an audacious idea. Now, the people who are doing this have also mentioned they don't generally go in for list making. That's lazy and, <laughs> and, and terrible. But in this case, they're willing to do it. Hmm. Oh, good. Great idea, though. Great idea. G- good idea, guys. Unfortunately, Too ours late. came out. We came up with the idea before you did, and ours is out now. So, so uh, suck it. Now... <laughs> Here to talk about that list and some other things are going to be with us for the uh, for the entirety of the show here. From around the league, our two favorites, our two new pals, our debating chums here. You can always read them on Around the League. They debate the hot issues, hot topics, again, uh, that are going on in the NFL. This week they're debating whether or not the Cowboys are going to make the playoffs. It's Mark Sessler and Dan Hanzoos. By the way, I know your mother, Hanzoos, uh, mm. is, is on <laughs> is on the social media. She doesn't like the pronunciation of your name, but I stand by it. It's supposed to be Hanzoos, but it, it, why waste the golden opportunity yeah. of calling you Hanzoos? Yeah, Deb Hanzoos wasn't happy about it, but you know what? This is entertainment, and you know Hanzoos it is, so I'm moving forward, and hopefully my mom can too. Yeah, you should embrace she's, that. She's on Twitter, and she's been tweeting you? No, she just mentions <laughs> to, her, to her boy that she doesn't like <laughs> oh, that. What's okay. that about? What's the Zeus about? Oh. She doesn't like that, which I feel she is a knows slap that, in the face. She knows that's going to make it worse, right? I, you know, I, I knew like, the correct pr- pronunciation. Now I will now call him Hans Zeus. That's the way it should be. Listen, Fine. you know, we talked. Uh, here's the thing. Zeus, I feel, do you have self-esteem issues, uh, Hans you know, Zeus? I think everybody at times. Uh, he does not. He doesn't. <laughs> well, his mother, listen, your mother should be saying, hey, that's glass half full thinking out of this Damashek boob. Yeah. Let's, that's what we should do. We should call you Zeus because it'll boost your ego potentially. Mm. It's like we talked about yesterday. Imagine 60, 70, 80 years ago, Merlin Olson's parents, you know, they had a baby and they named him after a fictional medieval <laughs> wizard. Yeah. That's excellent. You know, that says, you know what? We're setting the bar high for you, boy. We hope you can live up to it. You know who lived up to it? Merlin Olson. You see? Zeus. You All know right. who didn't live up to it was uh, Merlin Lewis. <laughs> uh, how are you, Sessler? I'm doing very well. It's good to be back. Yes, a pleasure to see you both. Let's uh, talk about your Twitter real quick for people who can track you down. At Dan Hanzus, H-A-N-Z-U-S, and at Mark Sessler, M-A-R-C-S-E-S-S-L-E-R, correct? With an, with an NFL tagged on the end. On both or just yours? Uh, just mine. All right, fancy pants. Were there more Mark Sesslers out there? There was one. So you had to differentiate. <laughs> I feel I like I don't. I feel yeah. like I don't have to validate myself by putting the by putting the three letters behind it there. Or, the, or the, the avatar with the with the NFL shield. Logo. I won't do it. I, I won't do it. do it either. I'm not. I'm I, not, I, I'm not about rule. to. I d- I will. I correctly defended that I have the greatest avatar picture probably in all the internets. It's a good one. And it's hard to beat. And I'm like, why would I want to ruin that by putting 
the NFL shield up there. I well, I I beg to differ. I have a photograph of uh, the Cobra Dave Parker well, back you in. You grabbed a, it from somebody. Ba- I mean, yeah, I know. Well, yeah, yours is you, but mine is the Cobra Dave Parker back in uh, I think spring training down in uh, down in Florida. Very solid with the Buckos smoking <laughs> something that was rolled by hand, and I don't know what that what, what's in there. I'm assuming it's tobacco. Now, well, well, don't well. That's, well, in our case, someone with a suit came down and told us. Your yeah. avatar will change by midnight, or you're going to hear from me again. Rank and I are like pirates, though. Apparently. We're like outlaws. We don't. We don't. They're talking about buckos and pirates. That's what we are. We play by our own rules, you know. All right, now <laughs> we're going to get to the blacklist. We're going to talk. Uh, we're going to talk. We'll do. You know what? Let's very quickly. Hushmanzad is calling in. Until he does, let's talk about the uniforms quickly. Again, you can look at those at NFL.com one through one twenty two. Um, and also NFL.com slash Sheck, S-H-E-K. First reactions, first blush, rank, how say you? Very solid list. I would say there's a lot of agreement. There is. I'm glad that you smited some of the teams that have great historical uniforms and don't have them anymore. No, yeah, well, that's a major sin, I think. That's the, the uh, cardinal sin is... If you have a great uniform and it's just sitting there gathering dust in the closet in favor of, I don't know, a marketing gimmick or something that you think is going to be hip for the kids or that makes you look more intimidating, mm-hmm. then you're going to wind up on the wrong side of uh, 100 there. You don't mm-hmm. want to be in that. You don't want to have a triple digit next to your name there. I don't. I, I want you to read it, but we can point out, so I don't want to let too much out of the bag here. Let's uh, let's not compromise that. But on the other hand, right. let's talk about it. I have the New England Patriots as the worst uniform, and it's because of the flying Elvis on the side of the hat. The blue, <laughs> silver, the blue pants are the worst thing about those uniforms. No, the worst thing about them is that they don't wear Pat the Patriot, the the yes. the, the football snap in center Patriot guy. Mm-hmm. That's those are way better uniforms. Why they don't wear those? Is a shame, and then we'll jump all the way up to the top five. It goes like this. Before, but on well, the should Patriots, I let it out of the bag? No, what no, do don't, we think? No, no, don't no, talk. No, about it. Go find it. Uh, the the thing with the Patriots logo is today we're taping. It's August sixteenth. It's the anniversary of Elvis's death. This should be the only day that that logo is in ah, use. Interesting, mm. sort of like, like the only time. Yeah, yeah, like when when uh, spring training teams wear the green, the green yeah. for, for St. Patrick's <laughs> Day. That's the one day you're allowed to do that. The Patriots should always have cool. to play on Elvis's birthday or death day, and that should be the only time we see that uniform. See, that's what I call helping, not hurting. I like that, <laughs> Rank. I like that. Oh, speaking of hurting, one one quick detour. Um, I've been made aware of the fact that there's a new uh, Twitter uh, handle out there. Somebody in the in the blogosphere, whatever you call it, in the internets, out on the <laughs> webs, um, there's a new Twitter called at Fire black tie. <laughs> black tie. How say you? Well, I think Rank created it. Actually. I don't think he did. That. I wouldn't I be. I wouldn't be subtle about it. I would have told everybody about it. Wow. I, I wish. Listen, there's nothing I wish more than I came up with. Because by the, I, I have what seven thousand followers. I would want seven thousand people following that. I wouldn't be <laughs> subtle about it. Are you embracing this? Then is what you're saying? I think it's not a bad idea. <laughs> man, the internet is talking. A man has to stand for something you know in this what? world. I'm and Rank follow. is embracing at Fire hey, Black Tie. A smart man once told me, if people aren't hating on you, you're not doing something right. Yeah, he's so, arrived. Is yeah. That yeah, that's good. Exactly. That's well, quality. I think you would want more than three followers then. I guess that's, <laughs> I, I guess that's true. They're even lukewarm about firing you. Um, Sessler and Hanzoos, by the way, around the league at NFL.com, we, uh, like we say about it, it's uh, it's all the topical news. You really, if you're a football fan, uh, really do need to be following this because they're they're commenting on every single thing that happens under the sun as it pertains to football, and they're doing it with a bit of mirth too. Mirth, yeah. I love the mirth. Um, so, how do you feel about the, uh, the the first reaction, the uniform monitors uniform list for 2012? Number one, solid job. I mean, a lot of work went into this. I. I, ben Liebenberg and Alex Drawick, the photo editors, deserve the credit for the for the cool layout, the checkerboard. They have all these photos of all these teams. It's pretty neat. It's a good read. I, I love what you did with the Mets because it's exactly the reverse of what uh, Adam was referring to. They harked back to 
a better uniform, and I think that rose them in your rankings. Uh, am I allowed to say where they're at? Sure. They're at 18. I think that's that's fair. There's a lot of good good offer, offerings above them. Uh, there's a, there's, that's what we call, by the way, when you change your uniforms intentionally for the worse, when you have good ones there. We call that, uh, we call that puke. We call that uh, purposeful uniform contamination event. That's what you don't want to have happen. And that's when they lace the uniforms with black throughout and trying to get the, the youth involved, Correct. theoretically. Correct. Yeah, just jamming some black into your perfectly right. fine existing uniforms. Bad move. I, I My one other thought would be, I, you know, I feel that we were actually sick of the old Patriots uniform, the old helmets back when Pat the Patriot was on it, when they came with that change. Every 15 years or so, we want to go back to – we want to see the old Jets helmets again. Back in 86, 87, and when they switched over to what the current Jets – That's why we, we, this has we to be an it. annual list. That's yeah. because sometimes, yes, the fatigue of the pewter of the of the Buccaneers, for instance. Remember, better, uh, even more so than we were sick of the old Patriots. The worst one, everybody hated – oh, it's a punchline, the, uh, the orange of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now it seems like everybody would love for them to go back to that. We want we want it back. We, we, we forget how much we despised it when it was around. Great list. Great list. I think uh, just to go back to the Patriots real quick, I think they're kind of a rock and a hard play situation because if they were to go back to Pat Patriot, and I bet in-house they even believe that's the better uniform and they, they know their fans are calling for it. But then you're getting rid of Elvis, who was – Really, all your franchise is associated with mm-hmm. as a winner is Elvis. So it's, it's like so true, it's man. A tough spot. I, I wonder if once Tom Brady retires, they'll feel they'll feel free to be like, "Well, that was that era. We're going." Yeah. I, I think that's a great point, Hansus. I've talked about the curse of changing your uniforms mid-title run. The Houston Rockets did it, and they were in the middle. They had won two in a row. They changed their uniforms, never have won again. The Pittsburgh Penguins finally broke that uh, jinx, but they had won two in a row. They changed their uniforms, didn't win for another 15 years. The St. Louis Rams changed their uniforms after winning that first one. Then they put on the metallic gold, which is ugly, and lost to the Patriots in a in a uh, sort of crossing the streams kind of event there. Um, anyway, so yes. Oh, and one more question. For, go ahead. Uh, I just answers. had three other quick points about, yes. about it. Uh, first of all, anytime. A list has the words Kim Kardashian's underpants mm-hmm. on the NFL's flagship uh, website. Great job. <laughs> uh, uh, also, uh, the Packers, and I could say the numbers here. Sure. Sneaking into the top 25 at 25, I would definitely bump them up further, but okay, that's your call. Listen, and that's a hard it. area. It's, it yeah. seems like, well, they are 25, but <laughs> who, who do they replace ahead of them? It's a tough uh, – right. I, I don't want to give too much away, but I can think of one team. And Name it. No, I don't want to give too much away. All right, and I'm not. I don't know if we're ready to talk about the Yankees, but that may be a surprise. Yeah. Here's what I want to ask everybody quickly: the one that is the controversial one is the newest uniform of them all, the Seattle Seahawks. I rated them surprisingly high on the list. I think people expected me to bludgeon these. I liked them. I found them to be a revelation. They're certainly an upgrade from the uniforms. I can. I. I uh, compared them to Finn McMissile from Cars 2, Michael Caine's fancy car. They're ugly uniforms, the ones they were wearing. These are much better. What well, do you guys think? Did you well, like them, right? You've already, you've already uh, went against your puke, uh, whatever, the puke thing. But they're, <laughs> but they're replacing what was an ugly uniform. But they still have a better uniform in the closet gathering dust. It's interesting. Up yeah. there is Steve Largent's retired number. I got you. Yeah, well, those are the. I, I do think that those are the best ones. But I those, feel that they should have fallen into the hundreds because of it. But what do you? But I do like these. I'm trying to judge these, and they do maintain the logo. That that's a significant detail. It's still. It's not as though they've abandoned that. It still is the wraparound Seahawk on the hat, and the colors are essentially the same. So it's so they didn't abandon them. That is the distinction there. Sessler, did you like these? Uh, I really did. I thought that I, Nike's rebrand in general was rather bland across the board i think they they did some nice touch-ups but a lot of the uniforms look exactly the same i disagree they have a matte finish they're flatter they're not shiny that's an upgrade in football well i'm just saying they they took the seahawks uniform just blew the machine up from the neck down i thought they i I loved them and i'd like to see my team the cleveland browns i know this is not people are not going to want to hear this but oh no reboot the machine 
Oh, no. It's no, time. No. I'm sorry. I, I, no, I don't want to do this to you. And, uh, even when you're, you're talking about your own team, but I, I gotta, I, I'm got i sorry that you did this to yourself. Jerk! <laughs> feel the sting. I would I laugh was, about it or you'll feel it again. I was just about to say, he shoots first. Yeah, listen, I don't know what you want. That You don't badmouth the Browns uniforms. Those are good uniforms. Hey. Hands loose. Uh Take it easy on Mark. He's been through a lot of pain. In the Wait, last why would you years. want to redo the Browns uniforms? That I'm not saying redo. I, I'd like to see. I'd like to see some changes. Numbers like on the hats is always a good move. We they talked do about that. that. That looked fantastic. By the, the way, the last time they won anything more than nine games was the year they did that. Mm-hmm. Coincidence? No, probably. All right, listen. All right, enough talk about the uniforms here. We're getting to the blacklist in just a little bit. But first, black tie. I believe we have him on the line. Hoosh, what a pleasure to catch up with you again. Just to refresh your memory, you you paid a visit to us a year ago to talk about Carson Palmer after he had just signed with the Oakland Raiders. Now returning to the show, we met up in uh, spring over at Athletes Performance in Carson, California to do a little bit of workout for Cars.com's ultimate uh, NFL uh, fan, ultimate road trip. Now, this... I remember you. Oh, man. all right. I didn't know if you remember. I don't know what is. All right, on, so. What, what, who do you think I am, man? <laughs> like, I'm a normal person. I remember you up there trying to work out and stuff, man. I don't know what you mean by try. I think I did a capable job. <laughs> and, in fact, if I may say so, I don't want to start things off on the wrong foot with you, Hoosh, but I felt that. There was a little professional jealousy on the part of you and maybe Julian Edelman when you saw the the goods. It was hard to believe, man, that you were able to work so hard and commentate all at the same time. It wasn't easy. I'm not going to lie to you, but, uh, you know, they don't call me the best for no reason. All right, Hoosh, so what's going on with you, man? How's uh, summertime wrapping up? It's pretty good, man. Just pretty much the same routine every day, either work out during the day and then spend the rest with my kids in their sports. Excellent. Yeah, and I remember you telling me uh, your daughter was doing really well in soccer, right? Well, they, at that time, was it? They I were think so. Softball. It was softball. Oh, softball. They're yeah, they're playing soccer now. Soccer, actually, a club just started play recently, but it was probably softball at that time. I see. And how about their old man? Is he going to be putting on the pads and playing football this uh, this autumn? I would like to think so. It's, 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 a, it's a pretty good possibility. Is that right? You've been taking some calls? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a possibility. From, yeah. let me, uh, you don't have to say yes or no, but is it from the New York Jets? Nah, nah, I haven't talked to anybody from the Jets. All right. Is it the, who Actually, else? Actually, I haven't, I haven't talked to anybody myself personally. I've just gotten calls from somebody that said they talked to them. They're very interested, so it, it, I guess they're very interested until it happens, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, what about the Miami Dolphins? No, nah, they, ha- they haven't called, but that would be that would be uh, interesting, to say the least. Yes, I'm- it would. It would be a, a neat coincidence, given that, uh, of course, you came into the NFL with your old pal, Chad Johnson, um, what did, did, did you happen to catch, um, did you, a uh, hard no, knocks the other I, night? I, I, it's funny. I was just talking to one of my homeboys about that right now. I haven't seen it, man. I haven't seen it. I feel so bad, man, because outside of, I don't know, maybe outside of his grandmother and his brother Chauncey, I don't know if there's anybody that knows Chad as well as I do. And maybe Coach C, but, I mean, he's just a genuinely, genuinely nice dude. You know, he does a lot of things that are over the top, but that's just for fun and and to put himself out there. But, man, Chad is really, like, he's too nice. Well, listen, I I, I always think, you know, when you talk about that trio of guys everybody's talked about all 21st century long, they talk about Randy Moss, T.O., and and Chad, it's always those three names associated with one another. And of course, like you say, Chad had never been in any real trouble. He just, you know, he's a, he's just a wiseacre. He likes to have fun, and maybe he 
demands the ball here and there or would like the offense to go through him or or has with uh, Carson Palmer over the years. But now this is a different level of something. And, of course, his skills are are clearly diminished from when he was in his uh, absolute prime. What did you make of this decision by the Dolphins? Was it fair? Do you think it was justified from what you know of the situation given – um, the situation he got himself into last week. What was your take on the release? It, it, it's not my. You know, I was. I wouldn't say I was shocked. I wasn't shocked because it, it's one of those things where the new head coach. You you kind of want to establish what's going on, what we expect, what I want, and I'm sure before they signed Chad, the the conversation was listen. This is what I want, Chad, X, Y, and Z, okay? This is what I expect out of you, and I'm sure it was understood. I, I wasn't surprised that they released him. I was surprised that he got arrested and he, he put himself in that position to be questioned and to be released. That surprised me. But the fact that they released him, it did not surprise me because you got a new head coach. And listen, when he released him, everybody in the locker room, I'm sure they were like, wow. And now everybody knows you, you, you step across that line and you do something that coach doesn't like and it makes his organization look bad. It could happen. And it's unfortunate. I feel so bad for him because I couldn't imagine he would do something like this if it is true. I just feel bad for him because I know Chad the person. TJ, do you think it was the right thing to do to do it on television? Because obviously now most people have seen it. Do you think it was the right thing to do to display it to everybody? You know, I guess that comes with the territory when you sign up to be on Hard Knocks, right? Mm-hmm. When, when when you sign up to be on that show, hey, I guess you take the good with the bad. You know, when a lot of good things are going on and, and they profile you and they and they show the good things and the fun things, then you know they're going to show the bad. I, I would anticipate that a lot of people tuned in. Was it yesterday when it? A few days ago, yeah. I, I'm sure. A lot of people tuned in, and they were anticipating watching that. And it's unfortunate that they will tune in to watch something so negative, so to speak. But, you know, they, they love the controversy. And, yeah, sign up for Hard Knocks, man. You, you take the good with the bad. Did you ever sense, because the cynics among us specifically uh, rank there, feels like maybe the Dolphins even brought in Ocho Cinco as some sort of a, a you know a PR move to some degree and that that uh, they took that gamble because it would play well on TV what do you think of that I mean based on your experience would the Bengals have done that is that is that a reasonable thing to to think that a, an NFL team would really make a move like that you know what in my opinion it's like to me, hard knocks is a good thing and it's a bad thing because the bad thing is you get to hear the coaches basically talk about you like a dog if you're not doing well. <laughs> and if you are doing well, you hear the praise and you hear the, okay, I think he needs to do this well. And so you get both sides of it. But I think hard knocks for me, if I was a player and you're on hard knocks, it's like you know the cameras are there. It's almost like a training camp practice. When you have five, ten, fifteen thousand 15,000 people there, it makes you go that much harder because you know there's cameras everywhere. So I think in that aspect it's good because you should want to put your best foot forward, and you should do that whether they're there or not. But it just gives you that. It's almost like playing a game on a Sunday, how the adrenaline is flowing a lot more than it is during practice. You know the cameras are there, so you just go harder. That's interesting. Um, what about, though, with uh, Cincinnati? I felt like we were talking about it yesterday. Different organizations handle these cuts um, completely differently. Jerry Jones actually talks to everybody as they're on their way out the door, which is a, a pretty classy move for all the bullets that he gets. That's a pretty cool thing for an owner to do. Then we watched Rex Ryan do it with the Jets. And then with the Bengals, though, under the cloak of night, they would have the hatchet man just come knocking on the door. That seemed especially humiliating and unnecessary. Do you look back on that and say, what were the Bengals doing? Why can't they have the head coach do it? You know, when you would when you would watch it, that's uh that's my man Jim Lippincott. <laughs> uh huh. When when you would watch it, it was just it's made for TV, man. The way they the, the people who do the editing and the way they narrate it, man, they they do a great job. 
they do. They do a really good a good job with how they narrate it and the little music they play in the background. It's almost like a scary <laughs> movie. You anticipate something happening, and it, it's good for TV because it's happened years ago, and you still remember it because the way they they do things, they set things up, the narrating, the editing, they do a great job with it. Well, I agree with what you said. You said it's it's a good thing and a bad thing. You know, listen, on a human level, I always think I'd love to hear what people really think of me. I'd really love to hear what people are saying when I'm not around. But no, the you fact wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. That would be that would be awful. I would crumble. I would never leave my home after I heard uh, a day's worth of the remarks people make about me behind my back. But do you think it's ultimately a good thing for a team like the Miami Dolphins, who are completely under the radar, they, you know, there's there's not much of a feel, there's not much of an identity beyond Ryan Tannehill coming in there. Do you think ultimately, if if nothing happens, good or bad, the rest of the way, I mean, the 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 highlight of this ep, uh, this season for HBO is going to be Ocho Cinco getting cut by Joe Philbin. But do you think for the organization, for Joe Philbin and beyond? Is this going to end up being a good thing to get this attention, negative though it may be, or do you think that they're going to end up regretting it? I don't think they'll regret it because it happened so soon. You know, Chad had played in, what, one preseason game. The cameras weren't rolling that long, so to speak. So he, I mean, by the time the preseason over with, I mean, it will be pretty much forgotten about that this happened. You know, it's it's the news right now for the last few days. But by the time the preseason is over with, I mean, they'll pretty much forget, wow, that really did happen. And, and I think the Dolphins, to be honest with you, they can be a pretty good team because you look at them defensively, they have a lot of talent on defense, a lot of guys. And then Kevin Coyle, who I, he was a coach in Cincinnati, he's a defensive coordinator. When I was there, hell of a coach. Knows his X's and O's, really motivates you. You're going to always – you might be too prepared with Coach Coyle, you know. Mm-hmm. He, he's going to make sure you know your stuff. And then you look at Philbin, who's coming from – Green Bay, you look at their offense as a receiver. You want to play in that offense. And then Reggie Bush, he can go to distance anytime. So if they can put it together, their offensive line is good. The only question mark you would say is receiver and maybe quarterback. But other than that, they look like they can be pretty solid. Well, I, you know, I completely agree with you. I don't. It doesn't seem to me that they have anything close to a legitimate number one receiver option there. And listen, it's a cruel business we're in here. If the Dolphins call or otherwise, do you think it's going to be T.J. Hushmanzada or Chad Johnson who makes it back into the NFL in 2012 more quickly? I, I you know what, I couldn't even answer that. Yeah, you could. You could say one of the two names. I, I would to be honest with you. I would like to say both of us, but it's to the point now, you know, would I like to play? Yeah, I would. But I, I know the business of it. They'll, they'll say I'm an older receiver or whatnot, but we'll see what happens, you know. Again, I, I'm one that I feel sorry about what happened to Chad because I don't know the exact story, but for him to be in this situation – it, to me, I just really feel bad for him. It's really unfortunate. And you don't know, you know, the truth and, and the whole story. But, again, I have daughters. I have three kids, all daughters. So any man that has a daughter, you don't never want to hear another man allegedly putting his hands on a woman. So to answer your question, I would like to think it's me, but, you know, who knows? Have you talked to Chad after this, or, or do you in, in anticipate talking to him? Yeah, yeah. Just you know, I, te- I text him a long text and let him know that uh, you know I'm praying for him. Everything's okay. You know, keep your head up. And uh, we just just through text. I haven't talked to him because I'm, I'm sure, like like I said, I know Chad. Right? Chad is beating himself up right now mentally. I'm sure he's beating himself up just replaying things in his head. And I'm sure it's a lot of people calling him, trying to get in contact and talk to him. So I haven't called him. I just text him, and I left it at that. Well, uh, TJ Hushmanzada, we appreciate the time. And, uh, you know, listen, you say that you're an older receiver. That might be the perception of you. But it was never about the wheels for you to begin with and – after our meeting over there at Athletes Performance in Carson, California, I think you learned a little something about grit. Hey, I'm telling you, you know what's funny, man? This quick story. 
Mm-hmm. When I first got into the NFL, one of my coaches told me, he said, man, you'll play 13, 14, 15 years because you're not considered a speed receiver. Your thing is you're smart, you know offense and defense, and your ability to separate at the top of your route. So you'll never have that problem, oh, he's off the step. Because they'll always say you never had the step. So, you know, at the time hmm. I didn't like it. But looking back on it, we'll see if that rings true. Well, you know, I feel like, if you remember when we talked uh, this spring, I feel like I've made a deal with the devil because you played for the Ravens and the Bengals, you know, that's lo- and the Raiders, To uh, beyond that. I mean, it, it, fan, huh? that's the hat trick of, of – uh, of vile teams. I mean, that's a, that's about as bad as it gets. You know, all you have to do is go play for the Cowboys, and then it would be the circle of evil would be complete. But listen, oh, the problem can... is, I like you. That's the problem, Hoosh. That's the, the the difficult position you've put me in. And now I demand that you have you, you pay us a visit here live in Studio sixty six before you get scooped up by one of these NFL teams. Hey, man, it is. That's gonna happen. I got you, man. That's not a problem at all. All right, that's that's good. All right, so black tie. Well, let's make that so. Let's get uh, Hoosh in here to kibitz with me and the fellas uh, live and in person. In the meantime, Hoosh, best wishes to you with the workouts. Good luck with the kids with uh, soccer season and uh, and like I said, I guess we'll uh, catch you sooner rather than later. Uh, all right, Dave. Take care, man. The there you go. There he goes. The great Hoosh. He's a nice. You know, he has a great story. I didn't want him to. I didn't want to make him tell it again. But I loved when we were kids. You know how he, uh, what was that, three, four, five years ago when he shined his shoes in Heinz Field after catching two touchdown passes? Mm-hmm. He shined his shoes with a terrible towel. It was a sacrilege, I tell you. I didn't think it was funny at all. <laughs> he told a great story, though, that he bought that terrible towel that morning in the elevator from a Steeler fan in the hotel. He, he was on his way over to the stadium, and he paid the guy, I think he said $100 or maybe even $200, <laughs> oh, but whatever it was. So I like that, that at least one Steeler fan got over on him, you know, a $2 <laughs> dish rag that happens to bear the words terrible towel on them, went for a two, uh, went for 100 or two. But anyway, interesting stuff from uh, from Hoosh. How say you? What, what, what was your takeaway there? That it, first of all, it sounds like Hoosh is gonna uh, is gonna get a crack back at the NFL. I don't. I, I didn't get a great sense from him that he feels like Chad's gonna get another shot in the NFL. Like I said yesterday, I'll repeat that. I I mean, I just don't see that happening. I know that people always get crazy and hyperbolic about when Mike Vick got sentenced. That the the rhetoric was, oh, what team is ever going to take another chance on that guy? They always do if they can still play, but it looks like Chad can't play anymore. Plus this, plus the ego that is uh, well documented. I, I think he's done in the NFL. How say you guys? I think I think he could get a job again. I think a lot of people right now, their first instinct is to say, oh, he's done, and it it helps those initial columns by by sports reporters after that arrest happens. But I mean, he still had skill. He got a job. Um, fairly quickly after the Patriots cut ties with him. You know, we don't know how the legal case pans out, but there are a lot of teams that need wide receiver help. I've noticed and are writing it around the league, there are a lot of thin depth charts out there. And if he stays in shape... Yeah, but none none, none uh, thinner than the Miami Dolphins, and they just kicked him to the curb, and it doesn't seem like uh, they're shedding any tears. Right. I've not been watching Hard Knocks. Chris Hogan, 7-11, always <laughs> open. It looks like he does look pretty legit. I'm just saying. Yeah, he doesn't get in until the last four minutes of uh, the fourth quarter, though. Yeah, he looks great against all those curtain jerkers out there. <laughs> um, yeah, but I didn't. No, I I understand that, but I I do think that he someone will sniff around him. I believe if this legal case doesn't drag out and it becomes a situation where he, he's going to be a liability. All right. Well, listen, fellas. Good stuff from Hoosh, and uh, and one more time, yeah. Let's make sure we uh, we get him in here. Now, there are a lot of other things to talk about in the world of football and beyond. Let's do so by addressing them on what we call the blacklist. The blacklist. Black tie reads current events. The blacklist. Damn a second wink if they're coming. The blacklist. The blacklist. 
All right. Welcome back this week, by the way, Black Tie. Last week, uh, somebody took over for you. The backup came in. Blue Tie, the first ever female mm. producer on the show. It felt, like, it felt to me, that felt like, I, I don't mind telling you, she did fine, but it was kind of like watching Jeff Kemp come into the lineup uh, to replace Dieter Brock. There's only one Dieter Brock. Oh, Thank look you. at you. Thank you, Damashek, making his charge with the Dieter Brock references. <laughs> we do it on every show. We see who can do it organically, and Damashek wow. has done it two shows or in a row. Don't. What are you talking? That was organic. That didn't work for you? You totally made that up because I was here yesterday. Yeah, so. that's, that's where the stretch is. Yeah. I, I would have done that yesterday. I don't care maybe. what any of you say. I don't care what you say. That was a good organic I'll reference. I get, I get the point for this count, episode. But you get this one. Dieter Brock, the former L.A. Rams QB. All right, Black Tie. So uh, so what's issue number one on your list this week? Issue number one, guys. Uh, Adrian Peterson, he's back in practice. On one hand, you have this guy, great player, trying to come back to a bad team. And on the other hand, in baseball, you have Steven Strasburg. They're trying to shut him down. What do you guys think about the dynamic between those two? Well, I say that I side with Adrian Peterson, but, but you know, even that move. I, I, I don't think either guy, either situation is great because Peterson is jamming himself back into the lineup. I admire the desire to do it. But, man, those Vikings are going to be the worst team in the league. They're trying to work on that offensive line, but it's not there yet. Christian Ponder is is uh, the threat throwing the ball, which you know means forget eight men in the box. Forget that uh, line that you hear. It's going to be like, why would you not put ten guys in the box and just let one safety be about 20 yards back? I'm sure Christian Ponder. The Lions already do that. Yeah, <laughs> that's right, yeah. Christian Ponder can't get it past 20 yards, I don't think. I don't, uh, either way, I, yeah, I, I don't know that. I, but ultimately, at least I admire that. Steven Strasburg in the Nationals, this idea, well, yeah, but we're, we're protecting him for the long term. What long term? You're the Washington Nationals. You're, you have a chance in a so-so National League to get to the World Series with him on the hump. He's the linchpin, of course. They have no chance of doing anything in the postseason if Strasburg isn't out there. And on day one of the of the start of the postseason, he's got to be the man. And people say, well, the organization is screwing it up. Yeah, maybe they are trying to protect their long-term investment. What about Strasburg? Shouldn't he say... I want in. I want to pitch. And if this is the way you're going to do things, then I don't want to pitch here. I completely agree with Leo Mazzoni, the former pitching coach, who, who said that. If that's your philosophy, that's not what I'm about. I'm about winning. Rank, how say you? Yeah, I would go for the win because you don't get many opportunities to go out and get a world unless you're Kansas and root for the Yankees, whose team's in the World Series every year. But, I mean, for a lot of these no, – I'm not, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but – you want, the, especially your first one. You want to get that one. I don't. I don't understand. I could only imagine in two thousand two if the Angels had just come out and said, "Yeah, we're going to sit down Jared Washburn because you know for the long term." These guys, no, it just doesn't make any sense. Go for the win. Agree, hundred percent. This Strasburg cat, this whole scenario makes is a complete PR detachment from your fan base. How often have we been here? Almost never. Never. Are we going to get there back again? Probably not. So let's completely sit on our butts and sit this guy down for the rest of the year. Terrible move. I, I, Adrian Peterson is a warrior. That That's a whole different situation. I admire it, but I do think that it's it, he's going to take an unnecessary a beating on a crud A little foolish to come back to team. the Vikings, but please. I think, I think it's madness, personally. I think with Peterson, the guy, he was back on the practice field in seven and a half months. And, you know, you have a guy that is the face of your franchise. You have a team that's in rebuilding mode. What's wrong with taking that extra month, slowing down this process, bring him back in October, and then put him to work and feel more confident that the knees – if he blows out that knee again, he's done. So what's, what's the sense of rushing it? And with Strasburg, I think that they're handling that wrong too. It's almost two extremes where uh, they have this plan where they were going to shut him down regardless. Then they didn't realize there were going to be 25 games over 500 in August. So now all of a sudden the plan – was tweaked from oh we're shutting him down oh but now it's we're going to shut him down for three weeks and then we're going to bring him back but he's going to be pitching in October I mean the Nats only had that planned in mind uh, when they think, thought they were going to be the Nats but now they're a contender he'll be pitching in October all right yeah I I, I agree with you about uh, Strasburg I mean what, why not just practically just have him skip every other start on those way you can't shut him down I don't think for a month and expect him to be you know at, at full speed by the time the playoffs start but there are ways around this besides just uh, turning turning it off until 2013 ridiculous black tie next up all right guys next up i don't know if you've seen the new trailer or preview for animal practice on nbc that's one of the <laughs> i saw shows. a commercial for it this morning 
It's a sitcom. <laughs> well, let me get let me get to it. So there's that coming. It's up. a sitcom about an <laughs> about about a veteran. I mean, don't wait. To let me get. I'm getting to it. I saw a commercial for this hokum. This uh, NBC. It's not a joke. They have a sitcom coming on about a veterinarian. It looks like a thirty. And there's rock. like a monkey swing. Yeah, it's, it looks like a thirty, 30 rock, rock bit about what NBC might come up with if it weren't for them. Yeah. It's about a veterinary. It's about it's about a guy who handles animals. It has a monkey I waved doctor. the white flag. I'm done trying to come up with ideas. I, that's it. If this is what <laughs> flies, forget it. Forget Mon- it. They have a monkey doctor, though. What's your question, Black Tie? question is, this might have some potential despite what you think. <laughs> um, yeah. They spoof something like, do you ever watch episodes on Showtime with uh, Joey Tribute? Yeah, Matt yeah. LeBlanc. I they, haven't seen it, but. They parody something like this where the, the rival network has the talking dog show that's beating Well, that's sh- ironic because Joey Tribbiani or what, what's, what Matt LeBlanc yeah. did a movie with a monkey. A oh, baseball player like monkey. Ed or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> that didn't do well. What's your question, question Black question is. What do you guys think is the funniest sitcom of all time? Well, you must have read the checklist last week because I got into funny sitcoms, and in fact, I have to unveil my full list on the uh, checklist. On the, what is that? Where is that? The checklist. Everybody knows the checklist. They it's do? my it's my random musings again at the uh, at the uh, blog page there nfl dot com slash check. When was the last time we had a checklist? It's been a week. I've been working on. I've been toiling night and day on my on my one through one twenty two list, and, Man, and got us fired up. I loved it, and so on. I'll uh, listen. I'll get to it. Uh, ASA and P. I say the funniest. It's it's tough. The top three for me: The Simpsons is number one, Cheers is number two, mm-hmm. and only by a hair. Cheers is wonderful. Really holds up in spite of Sam Malone's atrocious sweaters and everything <laughs> that you see when you see the the repeats. It's it's the best written show. With the possible exception of The Simpsons. And then I go Larry Sanders. Hans Zeus, I start with you. Um, I think hands down for me is Arrested Development. Great Which one. I thought was brilliant. Excellent. And uh, killed before it should have been. Um, number two. On its way back. Number two, uh, let's go with Seinfeld. Uh, first six seasons or so. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll close it out with The Office, season one through three. The um, Obviously, the American, American version. Office, yeah. yeah. I agree. That one... That one Snoots like to put it down because they compare it, but, you know, it's apples and oranges. One had 13 episodes total. The Office in the U.S. has been on now for, what, six, seven, eight years now? You can't even compare yeah, the two. It's a monstrosity at this point, but, and, the, and I love the U.K. Office, too, but I just yeah. thought that the American version was special in its own way. Sessler? <clears throat> Number one, Cheers. Okay, no argument here. Number two, Seinfeld. All right. Number three, I, this is a British show, Peep Show. Peep show? I don't know it. It sounds frisky, but it's it's not. It's it's a it's a buddy comedy. Two guys living together. It's about a veterinarian who, it, it, whose specialty is chickens. It soars above that <laughs> plot line. It's it's quite good, and uh, it if it, I'm, I'm not question if it's a sitcom the way that we talk about a sitcom here. That's why is it a situation comedy? There are situations that are funny in it. it so there we go. Peep show. All right, I'll look it up. And rank. Well, I'm not going to disagree with it. I haven't seen Peep Show. That's the only one. But I agree with everything you guys have said. But some shows I'll throw on top that I enjoy. Uh, Curb. Curb Your Enthusiasm. I, by the way, what do you say in a head-to-head Curb Your Enthusiasm or Seinfeld? Well, <laughs> Curb Your Enth- I agree. I want to see it. I want to see it. How we will look at Curb ten years from now, but they they do have the benefit of being. It doesn't on HBO. have a clown. Uh, the difference is it doesn't have a clown in it. I mean, Kramer is a clown, and and Curb Your Enthusiasm is, by comparison, just more rooted in some sense of reality. Some, some, yeah, absolutely. Although the the character of Kramer actually is based on a real guy, and right. So there is that. I do uh, South Park. I think should get a mention. They've done great work. Very political. Very timely. And one show that I love that I thought never got its proper run, I really love Scrubs. And I will watch it. It comes on WGN now, and I'll watch it, and I will still laugh, and I still enjoy it immensely. Good list, fellas. Um, one I'll throw in there. Talk about a short run. The Dana Carvey Show. Doesn't It's not even a proper sitcom. It's really more a, a variety show. Man, that thing had, I think, five or six episodes. If you can find them online, it's it's the greatest, and this is not hyperbole, the greatest assemblage of uh, of writing talent maybe in the history of TV. I mean, back to the show of shows, you look up the guys, Mel, Bl- Mel Brooks and those guys who wrote on this. This is a modern-day version of that. Uh, murderer's row of great writers and uh, comedic performers. Really funny show. Would The Daily Show count as a sitcom? 
No, no I should okay. even. I can't even really count the Dana the Dana Carvey show. That really shouldn't okay. Be there. No, no, no. I just yeah, I, yeah. That's that's shows. a different kind of show. Yeah, that's yeah. a. I, I guess we categorize that as a late night show or variety. Yeah, show. that makes sense. All right, Black Tie, bring us home here. Last topic on the blacklist, which will be a debate actually. Cowboys, America's team, or so, so they call them, which I find to be not true. Anyway. Do you think those guys? No, they actually people call them America's team. That is true. Do. I know, I but it's wrong. That's a debate why. for another time. Let's debate this right here and now. You can go on around the league again, Hanzus and Sessler. This is their weekly debate subject. It is: Will the Dallas Cowboys make the postseason this year? Sessler, just for the record, since you two have been visiting us here in Studio Sixty Six on the Dave Damashek Football Program, Hanzus is three and zero. Well, according you need to, this one. According to to Dave Damashek. I guess that matters in this setting. And what's the on the Dave what's Damashek the football yeah. program, okay. it does matter. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think I, that's a collective vote, though. I think Rank joins me in in, in saying that it's a three and oh. It's not like uh, and black tie for the three judges here. I think it's it's pretty clear that Hansus has won the first three. You I don't need even this. remember what the other. I don't want to put pressure so. on you, but you need this one. Fella. I need this. I I'm need rooting this. for you. That is why my take here is that the Dallas Cowboys are absolutely not a playoff Ooh. team. Tell me more. Listen, I, number one, I look around the NFC. Inside, if they can get out of their own division Rugged with a winning conference. record. You've got Detroit, Chicago, Green Bay in the north. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. In the south, you've got the Saints, the Falcons, and the, the sort of wild card team, the, the Carolina Panthers. I just I don't buy the Cowboys as a team, especially with what they've got going on inside their offensive line, center, two guards, a team that wants it. I, I haven't seen it. I, I hear every year about their potential. They're talented. I get it. But this, to me, is a team that can't get out of its own way, and it's a media creation on many levels. They are what they were last year. They're a 7-9 and nine football team that potentially could squeak out Two more wins than that. I see them, you know, a winning record, a separation between a 7 and 9 and 9 and 7 is, is not much in the National Football League. I don't think it's enough to get them into the playoffs. And I don't view them as a team that really has a chance to do any damage in its own division, to be honest. I just, well, that's what it comes down to. Yeah, you can talk about who they're up against in their conference, win the division, and that becomes moot, and they get the automatic bid. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that the Eagles are a much improved team, and I think that the Giants have been undersold this entire offseason. I agree with that. I think it's unfair. I think New York loves it. It's like let again. Let's go back and talk about Dallas. Hoist them up as this, you know, champion in waiting. They've won one fit one playoff game in fifteen years. We don't view them that way. We view them as this perennial team that's knocking on the door. I'm not sure what door that is. They're not going to the playoffs this season. All right. Sessler has spoken. Hanzus, well, I'll say you. I'll start by saying that um, watching their Monday night preseason opener, a thrilling 3 nothing victory at Oco Coliseum, got me a little scared. But I, I ultimately, I do think this is the Oco. year they get back. I never heard that. Yeah, okay. It's on its, like, 7,000th name at this point. But I think this is the year they're going to get back to the playoffs. They haven't been there in two th- since 2009. There's a lot of talent on this roster. And I think that their biggest problem last year was um, – well, they were lacking testicular fortitude, let's say. Mm-hmm. And I think what, we're, what we have now is a team that has been kind of burned by last year and has that in their gut. And they're also a better team. They're not the same team as last year. You have Brandon Carr and uh, Claiborne in the secondary. That's a huge upgrade for them. They have uh, Rob Ryan, who is a good defensive coordinator that now has a full offseason program to help rebuild that defense a little bit. And then you have a core in, on offense that rivals any team in the league. Um, I, I'm a little nervous about their offensive line, especially the center-guard combo. Um, but I think that overall there's too much talent here, and I, I do like the NFC East, but I think the Cowboys will be a 10-win team. I don't know if that gets them the division title. The Giants could win 11, but I think it gets them back to the playoffs. All right, you have, you'd like to uh, one retort? Note, I think that Rob Bryan characterizes everything we're talking about here. Rob Bryan is a good defensive coordinator. Actually go look up where his t- defenses have finished in his career and, and come back and talk to me about how good of a defensive coordinator he is. I think that he's, he's riding some coattails. I, I think that he, he was a disorganized mess last season, and I, I disagree that he is what, we, what he's hoisted up to be as this So you're saying player. he is the football coach version of Ozzie Canseco to his brother <laughs> Jose. 
uh, very possibly <laughs> that Frank is, Stallone that's, type I character. Like, well, listen, I'll just say this, and then we'll get uh, Black Tie and Rank's opinions on this, too. I've been singing songs about the Cowboys. I'm starting to cool on them a little bit because of the Jason Witten situation. We'll see what his health looks like. The Desi Bryant arrest and that whole mess, that's a, uh, another distraction that they don't need. And, you know, the Eagles are rounding into shape. And maybe it's just that I'd like to see it happen with Andy Reid and his family stuff. They're now suddenly a team I'd like to see win. I feel, you know, Vince Young got him in trouble with all that. They got him in some in a bad spot with the Dream Team nonsense. They're built to be a, a team that goes deep, too, assuming Mike Vick stays out there. But, man, I love that fix on the secondary, just like Texas, just like the Houston Texans did last year. That weakness is now a strength. Those two cover corners are going to be great. That's going to fix that defense largely. And if Brian and Austin and Romo can just stay right for the vast majority of the season individually and together, then, yeah, I think they should, they should really go. Uh, they, they, they have a real chance to win that division. But i I got to be honest, I'm on the fence. Rank, how say you? Well, Dan did say that they have a lot of talent on the Cowboys, but none of it is on the offensive line. And that is the one thing that is making them look very vulnerable this year. Even in practice, there was a report yesterday that Tony Romo was finally visibly upset in practice. Now, obviously, he's not getting hit. He's wearing the red jersey. But, you know, one of the defenders came through untouched, and Romo, despite, like, what is going on with this thing? So, yes, as, as a guy who was very bullish on the Dallas Cowboys earlier, I, too, have cooled. I'm on, the, I'm on the fence. If I had to pick right now just based on looking at one preseason game, I'd say no. That didn't look like a playoff team to me. Hmm. They'll have a chance this weekend to prove us wrong. But for right now, well, the human no. here's the human element. Remember, Joe Philbin a year ago with the Packers, you wonder how much that affected, and you hate to bring up uh, real tragedy and say, well, that cost a team a football game. But maybe you know, Phil, you know, with the Packers, they lose, um, uh, you know, in last uh, they lose last January, and you wonder is Andy Reid understandably going to be distracted? Is that going to hurt the team? Ah, this is a tough one. Black tie. I'll say you. Cast a vote here. Who's right? I would have to say they don't make the playoffs because I just don't see them being better than the Eagles, Lions, Falcons, which are teams are going to have to go up with for that wild card spot. All right. So, that. listen, we are being wishy-washy. Sessler and Hanzoos are not. I think that by uh, the narrowest of margins – Sessler, you're off the schneid. You have your first victory. Congratulations. Well, Good for you. you. Yeah, it's now 3-1 to one lifetime on the Dave Damashek football program. All right, fellas, we appreciate you guys coming in. Let's just wrap it up here. Number 86. We no, do, no, we're saying this was 85 and a half. I right? keep forgetting. <laughs> Dang, you're right. Number 85. But that's a little anticlimactic because I was ready to move on to Butch Johnson because we were just talking yep. about the Cowboys. He was the great third receiver on those uh, 70s Cowboys teams. Remember the great hands he oh, had? Oh, yeah. Caught a Super Bowl pass. Caught a and touchdown pass. And if you're not there for 86, there's no way Heinz Ward wins next week if you're not here. Oh, Wait a second. Mm. That's, that can't be. That can't oh. be. Butch Johnson, by the way, if they had instant replay back in Super Bowl twelve, go back and watch the the catch he makes, the supposed catch that he made against the Denver Broncos. They would have reversed that one. It wouldn't have been a touch. All right, listen, I don't want enough about that. Now, so we'll eighty five. I guess we don't have to talk about. It, except I did get a, a tweet from somebody who pointed out that we left off Greg Jennings, but he still wouldn't have. Uh, he wouldn't have gotten ahead of. We had Jack Youngblood. Yes, unless we had to go unless you want to pour a little out for the lost career of Chad Johnson. Well, we talked about him. Yeah. Also, you know who else we didn't mention? Now that uh, now that we're uh, talking, Stanley looking Morgan. at a New York fan, we we left was Stanley Morgan. No, he was eighty six, but Wesley Walker. Yeah. Wesley. Uh, yes. We didn't mention somebody Wesley tweeted that to me. Yeah, yeah. All right, him. so we left those off, but I think we got it right uh, by honoring the player who wore the episode number best, the great Jack Youngblood, Hall who's of Famer. been on the show. Yes, he's now, been on the guys show. that we've honored on this show, one through eighty five. How many of those people have actually been on one? Maybe two. Who is 32? Is Marcus Allen 30? Did we give Marcus Allen 32? I would never allow that. We gave it to Jim Jim Brown. Brown, Yeah. yeah. Um, All right. So listen. So a lot to review. We encourage you to go back and listen to episode, uh, to part one of episode 85 available. I will say it for the last time. NFL.com slash Sheck, S-H-E-K is how you find that. The new NFL, the animated feature. And of course, the uniform rankings, 1 through 122, 
Rank always has uh, has, uh, has his great stuff up there on the dot com. And look for Around the League for at Dan Hanzoos and at the company guy, Mark Sessler, <laughs> NFL. And, of course, at Adam Rank is how you get him. And most importantly, at Fire Black Tie. You know what I've come. You know what I think. <laughs> Listening to his answer earlier, I think he made it up himself. Ah, for his he own. He wants some heat. Yeah, he wants to generate mm, a buzz. Wise. Brilliant. It's I wise. see how it goes. I well, get it. good. Well played. Well played. As a matter of fact. All right. So uh, we'll be back. I'll be in New York City on the telephone, and Rank will uh, hold down the fort here in Studio Sixty Six. Hey, around the league, guys. It's your show next week, Rank. But I encourage you to bring these fellows up here. We'll see. I think they do gangbusters work. They're encouraging. If Sessler hadn't have gotten a win today, I would have brought him in. I would have brought him in against a bag of flour just to, just to put him over. <laughs> All right, so we'll be back uh, next week with more hooey and applesauce. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring – your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com.